Broadcasting from the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast, cybersecurity made simple. And I'm your host, Darn Lee. Now, this episode, we're going to be talking about why cybersecurity is your job too. Now, I know, I know, a lot of you are thinking that I'm crazy or that I'm just off my rocker, but let me tell you something. This is something that I've personally seen, uh, others in the industry have also seen, where there there is this somewhat uh, little bit of misinformation when it has to be in terms of our responsibility in cybersecurity. Now, an interesting fact today is that um, in, in various different polls, but around 60% of workers feel that the organization does not have ownership of their data. Now, this is very interesting because that even employees themselves, people who that are not security experts, are realizing that the companies don't have a good foothold or grasp in their data infrastructure. Now, the reason I've I've made this podcast as the second one because I really want to nip this in the bud relatively quickly, sooner rather than later, because even today in 2021, there is still a emphasis that security is not my problem. Cybersecurity is not my problem. And you see that in all levels of organizations, either from uh, IT, um, the front end workers, HR, sales, marketing teams, all different teams alike that basically make up a a company big or small and this could also be people wearing numerous hats and leaders i'm also looking at you especially because we have this mindset that this is not my problem this is not something that i have to care too much about because i can pay someone now at the end of this podcast i will tell talk to leaders directly as in terms of what they need to do to properly formulate their business to protect themselves because a lot of these leaders are not IT savvy or security centralized individuals and that's okay. I'll talk a bit more about that later on this podcast. So understand there's different ways where security is important at different aspects in our lives and I'll go a bit later in uh, of different five different ways where you can enhance your your cybersecurity awareness work culture. And understand this is this has to be applicable from the top down and bottom up, because no matter the organization, if you want to talk about a small business, if you want to look at the leadership on a small business as opposed to a leadership in a big business, the 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 concepts here are relatively the same. So I will go on about the different ways that organizations, big and or small, that can take an assessment of the of themselves, especially because it first starts with you, remember that, and and look at ways where they can do good in themselves and work that way through their organization, work through uh, in dealing with cybersecurity experts, IT experts, as well as their employees, HR departments. And in future podcasts, I will break down specifically in different departments of how these departments can become cyber aware. So for example, HR departments, sales teams, marketing teams, technical teams, IT teams alike. And and in future podcasts, I will break those down and we will talk about in detail of how particular departments. So if you are a leader watching this video or listening to this podcast, 
understand that each department has a responsibility. Because as the saying goes, cybersecurity takes a village to maintain and cannot simply rest on one department's hands or one individual's hands. Because I've seen this numerous times with organizations saying, oh shoot, we need to focus on security. Let's go hire a cybersecurity professional, which makes sense. However, this can be problematic because then you kind of put the dump truck in ways to offload and dump the problems on this individual or department, which is not the way to do it this day and age. And I'll explain why. Even today, emails are the leading application for accidental data leaks. And again, I've seen this numerous times where people accidentally CC, BCC, or forward very sensitive emails to people outside their organization. Now, this practice is, is a little archaic and wrong, but it doesn't uh, put beside the fact that it does happen today. Uh, and human error is the third most common uh, root cause for data breaches. So in terms of our technologies and computers alike, you need to understand that humans are the centralized point of failure. They are the weakest link, as you will, to the the issues that come about with cyber breaches and, and, and issues. It's, it's humans. And even with technology, you have to understand that we design them. So they're not perfect. Any of the software, hardware, systems that we devise and deploy are not going to be 110% bulletproof. And that's the case in point. So just put that in your mind as you move forward. So let's talk about the five ways to keep your cyber, your work culture cyber secure. So number one, and I just talked on it just very briefly, is your mindset. Now, this is number one for a reason, because a lot of these security issues and security breaches are basically enveloped around mindset. A lot of the things we do personally outside of the work environment has to do with mindset. For example, if we want to lose weight or if we want to learn a new thing, we have to take the energy in terms of switching our mindset because as creatures of habit, and this is a common theme here in terms of, of creatures of habit and humans, but the, the reason that we, we are creatures of habit is once we do something, we keep doing that. And it takes, hard to, it takes a while to break that habit. However, in cybersecurity, we have to understand that most of us uh, were brought up in a time before technology, before internet. Let me, let me rephrase that. We were born before the internet. And I can remember a time when there was no internet. And I'm, I'm sure future generations will look at us and say, how did you guys live? How did you guys survive without internet? Now, the internet added a huge dynamic into our lives. It, it changed our culture. It changed the way we live, we breathe, we eat, we work, we play. Like it revolutionized everything. So it's pretty hard for someone who was born into the internet may not understand and fathom how we dealt with it afterwards, right? And I joke and I say I, I, I uh, push rocks down the road and, and uh, ran around with my shadow. <laughs> but those are the things that are, are, are essentially somewhat true. But case in point is that your mindset, our mindset has to shift. Some older generations have issues adopting to technology because they weren't born in it. They, they sit and judge 
the younger generation because a five-year-old may, may be able to handle a tablet better than a 80-year-old. Now keep in mind, it has to do with mindset. I've seen personally a lot of 80-year-olds who've who've switched their mindset, who really wanted to use these devices because they want to communicate with loved ones across the world, but they've taken the time, energy, and effort to switch their mindset, and they were deeply rooted in their habits. So that took much longer for them to adapt this than someone who is in their, their 20s, 30s, or 40s. So keep that in mind. Now, again, I'm going to be highlighting this as well for the next point, is for leaders, the leadership. Now, this I cannot stress, like I cannot stress this enough because leaders are the ones who lead the organization. Now, I may not specifically be talking about the CEOs or management. I could be talking about you know supervisors, team leads, department heads alike for their involvement and ability to emphasize the importance of cyber awareness and how this is all their jobs as well. But leadership especially has to set the tone for cyber awareness. The problem here is that a lot of leaders in organizations, big and small, are focused on their business, which is not a problem, but it can be a problem when you start uh, forgetting about the risks associated with operating your business in the 21st century. They may be more focused on delivery, logistics, sales and marketing, purchasing, that they tend to forget the basics, the fundamentals, of the internet and the fact that the second you connect a device hardwired or wirelessly to the internet that you are it's a huge risk that you're inheriting and a lot of businesses don't realize that they look at risks associated with you know financial risks marketing risks sales risks employee risks alike but they fail to realize and take into serious consideration the risks with connecting your device devices and organization to the internet and let's be truthful here, people, that you cannot operate your business without the internet, right? And if you operate your business without the internet, please comment on this video or on this podcast so I can understand which vertical can operate in, in this 21st century without the internet. Now you may say, oh, this, that, and the other thing, but trust me that the internet has become so ingrained in our everyday lives that it's difficult to live and operate in your daily lives without the internet. And you're welcome to fight me on that. I bring it on, okay? <laughs> so understand that with leaderships that they have to support the security investments. I can tell you more times I can count on my hands and toes of business leaders I've sat down with to talk about selling and, and using certain services, products, et cetera, in the organization. And they gawk at me and say, oh, well, you know, we don't need this product or this is too expensive, blah, blah, blah. Even though you can sit down and do all the, and I'm sure you salespeople are gonna sit and say, oh, you got this, that, I get it. But fundamentally speaking, that the leadership has to understand and accept the risks, the costs associated with cyber awareness and having cyber secure infrastructure and products. And that has to trickle downwards through the organization. The leaders need to lead in cyber awareness. They need to take it by the reins and move on from that. So they especially, leaders, you need to especially develop personal security habits. You can't go and, and beat people over the head in your office and do do stupid things at home or, or don't take the proper precautions. So 
you need to, to base your life around those sound guidelines. You do not need to be a cybersecurity expert by any means. This is where you outsource or hire people to take care of that. But most importantly, that you need yourselves need to sit down and look at the, the fundamental the basics and guidelines of cyber awareness so that you can incorporate that in your daily lives and that will inevitably trickle out through your organization. The next point is training and awareness. This again, this is a very important component that a lot of businesses who are trying to adopt cyber awareness campaigns, platforms, technologies fail to utilize this most important step. Now, once leadership, and this is all a process, mind you, once leadership accepts cyber awareness uh, training, awareness, campaigning, technologies, etc., once they've accepted that and, and enveloped that in their everyday lives, that it's time to implement employee awareness training. But not only training, but you also have to have practical real world experience, a real world trials. Because you can't understand risks, you can't mitigate or understand the steps to mitigate these risks if you don't have practical sound uh, real world drills in these events. And what I mean by that is um, make teach your employees the under, understand the fundamentals of cyber awareness. Teach all the fundamentals that you may or may not know right now. On top of that, make sure that there are policies and procedures set in the organization that all employees must follow. That's also important. But also talk about specific steps that are relatable to your industry and your vertical where employees can proactively monitor, report, and have steps in place for them to follow. Because most businesses do is they say, okay, let's do a cybersecurity awareness training campaign and that's it. You guys are bashed over the head a few times. Yeah, we may do here a few tasks here and there, or do the and, and you're okay. That's not how it works. Because again, like I said earlier, humans are creatures of habit. They may say, yeah, 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 I may know, but it may <laughs> they may screw up at some point. And I've seen this in, in businesses big and small, businesses who who utilize cyber awareness training, but don't usually put a a real world demo into it. They don't do fire drills. And, and that's something I like to emphasize is do fire drills. Yes, fire drills may be mundane, lame, pain in the butt, waste of time, etc. People hum and haw. But in the event of disaster, what you don't realize once you make that habit in yourself and in your organization, people will automatically know what to do. Same rule applies for cyber awareness training. You need to incorporate these real-world demonstrations and drills in your company like you will for fire drills and evacuating a building. The same rule applies because think about it. If you look at the fire statistics of organizations and buildings that don't have proper fire drills, people panic and die. They panic and die because they don't know what to do. They, they freak out. They, they see black smoke. They don't know what to do. They just, they just die because they don't know what to do because there's so much going on at the same time a lot of panic think about the same dynamic with cyber awareness training and these demonstrations your fire drills need to be drilled upon your employees to avoid these issues from happening and and i say employees i also mean you too leaders it's not just you bashing down the gravel the, the gravel there telling people to 
to do this or that because of because of that's what Darnley says on Darn IT podcast. No, you need to understand that yourselves need to have that fabric in your mindset as well. So from top down, these drills need to happen for the executive team, uh, for the management team, and for the employees. Every level, every department needs to do these cyber fire drills. Okay. The next step is performance management. Now, understand that you can put in incentives and decentives for your employees. Because if the company just says, and again, I've seen this numerous times, they say, oh, you need to uh, do this, do that, do this, do that. And people are like, okay, we have enough to do, we have enough stress, etc. Like, really, you want us to do this nonsense? Like, forget it, buddy. We'll just do the very bare minimum and not give a crap. And these things happen. I understand if you're an employee looking at this or a leader looking at this, just understand that this has happened. And I've seen it in the trenches of employees just saying to me that, you know, this is stupid. Like, this doesn't make sense because leadership is just pushing this down their throats. They're not understanding themselves. They lack the compassion, enthusiasm to really deploy these solutions and become that main leader. But also... The fact that they don't have any incentives to change that human behavior because they're like, well, why are we implementing these things? And, you know, there's no reward or they may not care because there's nothing to to incentivize them to do something. Right. So in order for that cultural shift to happen, that that your 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 individual performance goals must align with the goals of the company. So performance goals for security can include um, completion of required training, uh, uh, improved responses to phishing exercises, compliance with uh, policies, and avoidance of risky behaviors. So if you wanna think about your financial operation metrics, those are important for you already. But a security metric should also be important imperative to you as well. So any size organization, you can look at your financial metrics, you can look at your operational metrics, but what a lot of businesses don't do, they look, they don't focus on the security metrics because it's either this elusive thing kind of off in space or they don't have an individual or company managing those metrics for them, making them understand that they can get breached or this is a big compromise or this is a big strength or this is a big weakness for their company. They don't understand that. So when you're trying to put things into dollars and cents, inevitably that's what comes with leadership you need to understand that having those metrics in place and in play will help shift that mindset, shift that culture in an organization. And that's very important. And last but not least, technical and policy enforcement. Technical controls with human behavior um, can be used to enforce that cybersecurity culture. Um, just think about it this way. When you go into a building that has physical security, that has those like RFID tags, and that kind of puts a psychological uh, image in their minds that this is where the perimeter is to the organization. This is the security perimeter to the organization. So people subconsciously understand that, that they have that security based principles with a physical security environment. So th the same rule applies for multi-factor authentication, password policies alike. And you know, you have to also outline the consequences for non-compliance because even if you have these things in play, you need to have repercussions if they don't, right? 
Um, just like you have a dress policy at work, for example, um, because coming to work in your underwear <laughs> may be frowned upon. It depends on your business, but uh, or if the office is very hot, then I understand. But generally speaking, if you walk in your work with your underwear, it's not really conducive to your culture, unless you're you you are a I guess a um, underwear company. Then I, I suppose that's applicable. But I digress. <laughs> what matters the most is forming the basis of developing a cyber secure mindset, which again is conducive to your company culture. So with a, a very sound cyber secure culture, your business can function uh, and focus on its day-to-day -day operations, but also have a eye on their security so that it remains protected as they grow, especially in this day and age with cyber attacks and cybercrime on the rise, this is why you need to have a good eye on this. Now, here's a little tidbit of information of, you know, what you should do while working at home because most people are working from home, they're, they're, um, they don't know what to do. So I'll, I'll give you a quick few things of what you should have while working at home. And, and I will repeat this throughout other podcasts as well because this is very important for some people who don't have the basics or don't know what to do while working from home. And so number one is ensure your laptop, computer, mobile, tablet, uh, operating systems, applications are the most up-to-date and secure versions. Also, enabling automatic updates may benefit you as well because that stops you from remembering to have to run automatic updates on your devices in case there is a zero-day vulnerability that vendors wanna fix you at least your device will be able to upload that that patch and protect you relatively quickly as opposed to you waiting another month or so before you realize oh shoot i need to update my devices so if it's an important work doc or word uh, work computer or device make sure the automatic updates and the device has the latest and greatest apps installed on the on the device as soon as possible number two we all operate on mobile devices, so making sure that your your router, which is mostly forgotten because it's tucked away in a corner and not not remembered or cared about, as long as you have internet, you really don't think much about it. But just make sure that the administrator password is a secure password. Um, it's more sophisticated. It's not one that you use in other accounts. Make sure your SSID, your your wireless password, is also um, hard to guess and is not used in other um, devices as well making sure that the device is perhaps hard to find. There's some wireless devices that you can hide the wireless so that only your devices would be able to see them and your neighbors and anyone outside of there will not be able to see them. Um, maximize the encryption levels. So don't use basic encryption methods. Make sure you use WPA2 encryption for your wireless devices and change your password as much as you can. Maybe quarterly or yearly, just give it a completely different password just to change it. And do not share your wireless information with your neighbors. No matter how much you like them or they're, they, they, how much they give you sugar, do not give your wireless password to your neighbors or strangers. You can set up a guest password. Most routers that have built-in guest um, wireless information or wireless SSIDs where you can actually set this up so that you can give them that key because give them access to all your devices is a big no-no because that could be an issue for you in the future. Um, increase privacy and security in your web browsers. Uh, use web browsers that have uh, privacy built in. I'm not going to um, 
shout out on specific ones. But if you want to know more, just uh, comment on this video or message me directly and I'll kind of give you some advice in terms of which applications you should use. Or I'll just do a different podcast altogether outlining that. Use VPN to access your your network. So if any any organization that has work from home uh, employees, make sure you utilize VPN tools and resources to make sure that the truncation into your network is secure. Um, any additional security, especially especially your email, uh, there's a lot of risks out there with the usual um, big players when it comes to email security. Again, I will talk about this more in depth in a separate podcast altogether, but just make sure you have the latest and greatest and most secure email um, providers out there. And here's a caveat, it's hard to find, but uh, more on that later. Now, before I wrap up this podcast, um, I want to just do a note to the leaders out there who are listening to this podcast. And I mentioned this earlier, this is why I'm going to bring it up now before I, I wrap this up. Just l- and take this very seriously. You are 100% responsible, 100% responsible for your organization's cybersecurity, not your CISO, not the CIO. You are. And I say this in a loving manner because you may think that it's their responsibility and it's not. It is their job, but it's not their responsibility. The responsibility solely lies in your hands. So no matter how big or small your organization is, ignorance is bliss until it bites you in the butt and then you're either up the you-know-what creek without a paddle and there's nothing you can do about it and you're going to be full of regret. So take the steps now to shift your mindset and have a more stringent security mindset so that moving forward, you can make the right choices and steer the ship as you will towards a more cyber secure company culture. Work with your cybersecurity experts internally, externally. Uh, be familiar with those sound security guidelines. Talk to people that are in the industry listen to amazing podcasts like the Tarn IT podcast. Sorry, I had to do that. And and be familiar with these guidelines. Um, implement them yourself in your personal life, in your daily lives, with your family, with your friends. Just implement them today, not in six months from now. But don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, sometimes leaders can be a bit egotistical, but you have to understand that People, your, your people don't expect you to be cybersecurity experts, right? If you're a leader of an organization, they don't expect you to be a cybersecurity expert. But what they do expect you to do is to mitigate the risks for your business, just like mitigating those financial risks. It is your job and your responsibility to maintain and minimize those risks. And that also applies not just to financial statements, but also for the security statements. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Darn IT Podcast. I'm your host, Darn Lee G. Stay safe, happy computing, and see you next time. Bye, everyone.